Hello, everybody, and welcome to show. I like show better than podcast. To the secret podcast. And you're not supposed to be listening to this. And remember not to tell anybody because it's a secret. Shh. It's a secret. Hello. This is Ryan Markowitz. Uh, first time on the pod. Today, I'm going to talk to you about putting in two weeks notice at a job. So I've recently done this at my current position and it's a weird thing. I've done it before uh, when I was at Gazelle Sports Soccer in Grand Rapids and it's a very interesting thing because you want people to not want you to quit, I guess. And you want people to, you know, you want to be validated for your, for your, uh, for your efforts. And while I definitely think I was at both positions, um, I think it's just definitely time to move on. And especially at Gazelle and now at Nike, I think that it's a better time as any to move on. So I want to kind of talk about Gazelles and then how I quit my only other two jobs that I've quit. So yeah, this is going to be about quitting the next steps of my, as people like to say, journey, not me. even though I just did, uh, I'll talk about later. I'll talk about the interviews, the looking at other jobs and all that good stuff, but I'm just going to talk about putting in two weeks and quitting jobs today. So the first job I've ever quit was at Walgreens. So if you know me in high school or you're just a friend or, you know, you just genuinely invested in my life before college. Um, I worked at CVS pharmacy where my lovely father, James Markowitz works. He of course has a much higher position than I had when I was 16 and, you know, due to nepotism and you know how I'm going to you know how people end up getting jobs nowadays anyways. I got a job because my father is uh, very well respected in the CVS world in the metro Detroit area. And I got a job because uh, I was also 16 and working at local CVSs. I was uh, a bit of a shithead. And then eventually I made things, you know, a little bit better, kind of made my own schedule, just did truck me and Madala, uh, who's been on the podcast, was my little working partner that I absolutely had a riot with. I loved working with Madala and yeah. So I did that job all the way until college. I think my freshman year, I tried to get into a CVS in Easttown, Grand Rapids, and their volume was just pretty low. And while I could get hours here and there, it just kind of wasn't cutting it. So during the summer, I thought, Hey, what's like CVS? Cause I, you know, do what you know. And I went to Walgreens and I got a job there because of my dazzling resume of CVS pharmacy. And I worked there, did the training, did all that stuff. And it was not the same. It was just miserable. Just if you're in a Walgreens, just notice the lighting. The lighting just makes you sad. And I didn't like it. <laughs> it's already delicate enough as it was. And then Probably the worst situation I've ever quit. Ah, maybe not. The uh, clarity might be <laughs> might be worse, but you know, 
probably the worst situation I would quit was I think it was the 4th of July weekend and two weeks before I know everybody requested off but I requested off at the very least the 4th of July night and the 5th of July morning that's all I requested like come on just if I can get both days off great if not just don't give me a night shift and don't give me a morning shift and lo and behold I got the night shift on the 4th and the morning shift on the 5th and I just said all right it's not really worth it. I I think I was starting to work at like soccer zone and like refing and stuff. And I was like, fuck it. I just, I'm quitting. So I quit, which was super, super dumb of me because I didn't have a lot of money, which will be a trend throughout my entire college life and a couple of years after college. Um, and, uh, yeah, just kind of floated, did that whole thing. And then at right after college, I got a job as a customer service rep and, with the idea that I would go into doing graphic design for Gazelle Sports Soccer. And that was honestly, you know, the summer where I was doing mostly customer service and kind of easing into the graphic design stuff. It was actually not too bad. I had a coworker, Gio, and eventually Laura, who I actually liked quite a bit. They're really fun, good people, Gio especially, because Laura came a little bit later. And then there was another girl as well who was a teacher who came in during the summer. She was delightful. Like, she was cut out for customer service and if you know me or have listened to more than one episode i am not a great customer service rep i was much better over email and chat not over the phone this voice does not translate well into helping people with things i don't really care about so that job was honestly not too bad i liked a lot of the people there mitch rosendahl uh brian roos uh, Chad, uh, Joel, Jesse, um, like Jesse came, was in Portland and we met up and we're still pretty good friends and I'm definitely going to hit him up when he moves to Austin because I'm going to go visit him for sure. Uh, so yeah, I ended up making a lot of friends there like Parker as well. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people there that I actually very much enjoyed, but the pay was really bad and I kind of figured out that if I did shipped and some freelance graphic design. And I was also working for an internship at this place in Chicago, uh, doing graphic design. Uh, they couldn't pay me, but I was at that point where I was like doing anything to try to get to Chicago. And so I had those three things going for me and I figured I could make, and I could make way more money doing shipped and freelance design than making, I think it was like, I got promoted into like $13 an hour as a full-time graphic designer. Well, I think it was like 80% graphic design, 20% customer service still. And that is criminal. I think I was starting at like 11. Um, anyways, so I quit that and that's when I gave actual two week notice. I said I had this internship, uh, to kind of make myself feel better about quitting and, you know, make it seem like I was on to bigger and better things and not just doing shipped. So if you worked with me at Gazelle Sports Soccer, yeah, I lied. Obviously, <laughs> not really lied. I did. I was doing the internship and it was getting bigger, but I kind of fabricated the truth a bit, and that was fun. And I quit that. But you know, the feeling was you just was hoping that your boss would be like, "No, you can't quit. Here's a huge raise." Which I mean, in hindsight, kind of means that they knew that you were worth more. But my boss Luke was actually super chill. I actually very much liked him as well. And he was like, I totally understand. Do what's best for you. And I was like, thank you. I appreciate it. But yeah, let's get some validation up in here. And then uh, I kind of floated around, did freelance design for a while until the money rang out. And then I got a job at 
Clarity Realty, which is a real estate firm in downtown Grand Rapids. Uh, I'm Bridge. Yeah, I know streets still. And that job was going to be super fun, honestly. My boss was actually super cool. She was she was actually really cool. I liked her a lot, but it was the matter of the job where I was going to be a marketing coordinator. And then while somebody was out on maternity leave, I would fill in for her half or whatever. And then what ended up happening is she had her baby a little early and I got just thrown into the title work, which is literally just talking about or making sure contracts are signed and making sure paperwork is moving. And it's a lot of admin work and I wasn't good at it and I hated it. And you might knew me at that time. I was a real Debbie Downer. It's making more money, but you know, it's great. I just hated everything. I just wanted to leave Grand Rapids. I wanted to leave everything. So then what happened was I got a job with Nike and they were like, Hey, you got to be out here in two weeks. And I was visiting my sister that next weekend. So I was like, all right, I got to quit right now. And I got the job in the basement of this house. I was photographing and I come upstairs to me and, uh, my boss was leaving. I went, Hey, listen, I just got a job offer with Nike. I'm leaving. <laughs> so she was upset, but she's like, I totally understand. That kind of screws me, but I, I, I do the same thing and I actually really appreciate her being that way. So yeah, that's how I quit. And maybe I'll talk about this next one later, but I'm at like nine minutes and I never go this long anymore. So talk to you tomorrow. All right. I'm uh I'm a bit sleep deprived. So uh bear with me here as I try to slug through this podcast. Um so this episode's going to be about I guess EDM concerts because in Grand Rapids there is this uh yearly festival that takes place in the end of August called Breakaway where they have a bunch of EDM artists perform and it's a uh, pretty big gathering uh it makes you realize how populated grand rapids really is and how there are <laughs> a lot of people and it actually kind of does give off the impression that it's a big city um and edm music for people who don't know what it means it's electronic dance music um pretty much it's just a dude touching knobs <laughs> and then hitting buttons on his laptop and I, I'll, I'll be the first one to admit that I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan. I don't listen to the music if I'm not at the concert. Um, but the concert itself is really fun. Sure. Granted the experience is enhanced by certain amount of drugs. Sure. But I've gone to a couple not on drugs <laughs> and they were also quite fun. Um, it's nice because it's an outdoor venue um, and it's in a large uh, park. So there's just like a lot of grass to like hang out on. Um, but it, because I'm also somebody who's, I, I'm not, I, I'm not uninhibited. <laughs> I'm not unhinged. I don't, I'm more like the Grinch. That's, that's more my vibe. I kind of just like fold my arms and just kind of shake my head. That's, that's kind of my vibe. But um, at these concerts, it, I mean, there's like, there's literally no judgment. Like people are just weird and it's awesome. 
and people just get down and dance <laughs> and it's really fun. It's a very therapeutic kind of experience. Um, cause you're just dancing like a fool to techno wubba bub beats and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's fun. It's really fun. I, I like, I'm, I'm somebody who will shit on country music a hundred percent, but the country concerts look pretty fun. Um, and I know there's another group of people who are like, EDM's not real music. Like I, I kind of, my, my thoughts kind of align with them as well, but I, I invite people to at least go to one concert before they pencil in their hatred for electronic dance music. Um, don't knock it until you've tried it. The old cliche of that. Um, I'm not, I've already explained this. I'm not very, like, I'm not a huge advocate for it, but like the concert experience is just so much fun. And the people there are just so welcoming and like easy to talk to. And it's really fun. It's, it, it does feel like a big community while you're there. Um, and it, I, maybe, I don't know it, they honestly might be some of the fun, like most, most exciting concerts to go to. Um, especially for somebody who's like a newcomer like me, like I don't, there's not many words being said, so you don't need to like know the music really. Um, you just need to catch a beat and get in rhythm and kind of dance with it. And it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I don't really have much, man. I, like I said, I didn't really sleep well last night. Um, God, this podcast sucks. I'm sorry, but I, I have to send one out and this is it. Um, take care, I guess. Have fun. Be safe. Things are going to get